This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Look at to the Knicks in exchange for, and it's really kind of along the lines you were thinking, IQ, RJ, Mitchell Robinson, and three number ones. It is expensive, but uh, I think I would have to push the, push the yes button on that. I guess it kind of depends on where they go this year. Can they win a playoff series as currently constituted? I'm not so sure about that. It depends on what they do this year. If Let's say, hypothetically, hypothetically, if they get swept, I think all bets are off as far as what you do with the team. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. So in this hour, we'll uh, talk a little baseball. Mets and Yankees in action tonight, both losing. Yankees losing to Philly 2-0. Mets losing to Milwaukee 2-0. And um, it's early, Gordon. I, I don't have concerns for the Mets. Not concerns. Just things that made me go, hmm. Is like, alarm a word you would use? Are you no, alarmed by anything? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. But just making me go, hmm, like, like, why were there four clock pitch clock violations in one game? Hmm. You know, why 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 aren't uh the guys who went to uh, you know, the WBC hitting? Even though I don't think it is, I don't have nothing to do with it, but it's just making hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go just that hmm. Just make me go, hmm. That's all. Just a couple of things. I just a couple you. of things. The bullpen is is better than I thought. <laughs> Not bad. I can't complain. I got no closer. I, I can't complain. So I'm, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's early, very early. A couple of days. And the fact five, that the Phillies, oh, come on, they're winning tonight. But the fact the Phillies haven't won a game yet has well, to make you feel a little bit better. Yes, it does. But it's a long season. Long, yes, very long. And the, and the Phillies are not this bad. They're not no, this they bad. Should not be. They were, and I know they're but, missing pitchers too. I, I mean, they're they're banged up. They're missing guys. They had a magical season last year. Everything went right down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not they're not as good as 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 people were predicting coming into the year. That's possible. Yeah, you're right. Could be. Could be. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, good evening, Larry and GD. How's it going? Jose. Yeah, just uh, I wanted to get my – and I know that you guys are tired of, you know, talking about the Knicks and the, Never. and how, you know, with the Knicks and how with Julius Randle and everything. But I just had to also add my sense into it as well because I totally agree with Spike in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways. But I also do see the other argument. And I do see that the production is the production. It's 25 and 10, and it's hard to, you know, it, you know look away those numbers. But my concern is, is it's not 25 and 10 in the playoff time. It ends up looking like 17 and 7 and him getting frustrated, getting teed up, and then having four or five fouls and with like five or six turnovers. And that's not what we need even from a star player. And that's something that he does have to fix in this, in this go-around in the playoffs because – the worst thing that's going to happen, and the wor- and you're never going to let um, um, hear the Knicks to the Nick fans to the end of the day, is if the Knicks actually finish undefeated without him, and then just pretty much become abysmal and lose in a four-game sweep with him, and and, w- and with him demanding the ball, being the big brother to all the other guys except Brunson. Um. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Jose, but I think to be fair to Julius, let's see how he performs with somebody else on the team. 
You know, because I mean, yeah, that he was seventeen. Yeah, he he was not good against Atlanta. There's no question about it. But you know, he's got help this year. So let's see how he let's see how he does this year before we, uh, you know, uh, yeah, kill I him. Mean, what, even what more. were his options? A couple of Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks and Taj Gibson and RJ was uh, you know as a couple of years ago now. Quickly was not the same player back then. Derek Rose. I mean, come on. I, I get it. He was he was exposed. They were exposed in that series, and as the series went along, it was less and less competitive. But as we've said before, Larry, this is a far more talented team. Now, if he goes out there and and soils the sheets again in the postseason. It's a different story. Different story. But, yep. I mean, really, what were his options last time around? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. they were not great. Yeah. And once again, going back to, to my comments with Spike Gordon, like I said, the last four minutes, okay, all the time – if he if he's being doubled, Gordon, he doesn't get the basketball. Don't give him the ball. Yeah, I need him out there because if I don't, then, then who who's going to take that shot for me? You see what I'm saying? If I if I don't have him out there and they double Brunson because they're going to double Brunson, all right, then uh, am, do I know that Grimes is going to definitely hit that shot? He has a shot. He has an opportunity. I think he's one of the top shooters on the team. There's no question about it. Okay, but if I'm if he's out there in the last four minutes, I want him on the floor because he's he's one of my best guys. You always finish with your best guys. If I if he's out there with Hart and you know maybe RJ or Quickly and and who, the other you know the other group that's there, either you know Mitch, then I I feel pretty good because I've got other options and I think he feels pretty good that he's confident he can give the ball up to somebody else because. If they're double-teaming him, that means they're not double-teaming Brunson. And he's got no problem giving the ball to Brunson. See what I'm saying, Gordon? So, so Absolutely. that's why I have him out there. The first 30-plus 30, 30 minutes, I got no problems with him because I know what he's going to do. Okay? He may, you know, he's, he may turn it over once or twice. But I, the, the thing that I enjoyed about him that I noticed, even in a couple of games, is that, and you and I talked about it, is earlier in the games, he was starting to face the basket. Right, rather than put his back when you turn to know that somebody else is coming to strip the ball from him. So by him facing the basket, Gordon, he's able to at least see the double team so that he can move the ball and get rid of it. So if he can continue to do that, and I realize that's a lot of ifs, but if he can continue to do that, then it's going to make his life and everybody else's life on that Nick team easier. Yeah, the, last, the, the last playoff game the Knicks played – Randall finished with 23. R.J. Barrett had 17 on 5 of 14 shooting. Their next leading scorer was Alec Burks mm-hmm. and Reggie Bullock. Yeah. I mean, How'd that work out? I, I mean, come on. How'd that work out? <laughs> I, that, uh, part of it is that he was trying to do too much because he was the only one who was going to be able to do anything. Now, again, he did get exposed in that series, and the, and the, the Hawks went to town on him. Mm-hmm. But – Partly it was because there were no other options. Other than Derrick Rose. And yeah, Derrick, Derrick Rose, Rose had fluctuated. Gordon, mm-hmm. if you noticed, he kind of wore down. Yeah. Late he had six in, points the in, the last, in, the, in the final game. Yeah, he kind of wore down. And they started him and they brought him up mm-hmm. domestically with, trying yep. to do other things to try to get some offense to take some pressure off of Julius Randle because they didn't have anybody else. Uh, John's in Long Island. John, you're next on 98.7. Hello. Hey, how are you, Larry? How are you? 
I'm doing great, man. What's happening? Um, good, good. Been a Knicks fan for so long. I guess people forgot that we used to win like seven games a year. <laughs> I don't know why people forgotten. like can't enjoy it for a second. Poor oh, Randall, too. Forgotten. I feel like he's one of our best players. Maybe his attitude isn't the best, but not everybody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So what do you think? What, 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 what do you think about the conversation? I think I've been sitting down watching the Knicks lose for so many years that this year was like awesome and two years ago. And so yeah. I'm just enjoying the game. Well, you know what, John, John, and thanks for the phone call. John Gordon, that's what you have to do. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. I mean, what, 17 wins, 20 wins, 22 wins? I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're not fighting for the play-in, which, Gordon, we thought we might be doing. You have, you're one of the top six teams in the East. You've earned it. You've played well. You went on a nice little winning streak, okay, where you, you, you got yourself together. You, you've moved up uh, visibly. You are a now competitive team in the East. You're, you're not in the role for championship yet, but you're at least on, your, on the right road, it looks like, Gordon. And that's, that's, that's such a step up from what we've seen over the past couple of years. Yeah, it does feel like people have completely lost the narrative. Uh, and I get it. Nick fans were burned from a couple of years ago. Sure. And those scars still kind of run deep. It felt like the whole season was a fraud. Mm-hmm. Because you, you had this record, you got into the playoffs, and, and you got completely exposed. But... Again, this is a different team. And, you know, usually when people are down on players on their own team, it's because that player has not lived up to expectations. Randall has lived up to the – I mean, he's, he, he's a, he was an all-star this year. The reason why you're in the position you are is because of Randall. Isn't it interesting, Gordon, that we're in the position that we're defending Julius Randall? <laughs> I know, and, and I get it. Like – if the conversation was, would you trade Julius Randle in a package for this superstar? Okay, yeah, I would. But yeah. people right now are saying, I would rather not have him on the team. We're better off with him on the bench. It's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. We're not there yet. I, I mean, don't it always seem to go? You don't know what you got till it's gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could get into this playoff series and you, you could feel a whole lot different. And, and you might not win this playoff series with Randall. That's right. May not. May not. No doubt about it. But, you know, once again, you just, you know, he's, he has actually, he's actually exceeded expectations this season because of the way he played and his attitude last season. And Gordon, if I had said to you that when he was hurt, that the crowd was actually chanting MVP for him and, mm. and just applauding for him and clapping for him after his attitude last season, you would have, you would have said, there's no way. There's no way. Because he had lost the fans with the thumbs down. Lost them. But that just shows you how fair – sports is fair. It's about as fair a thing as, you, as we have in life. Life is not fair, but sports are pretty fair. If you produce, you get the cheers. And mm-hmm. if you don't produce, you get the booze. Yeah. But it's weird, Randall produces, and yet people still, they, they still are, are unwilling to let go of, of what the warts are. And there are warts, but to all of a sudden say you're better off without him for nothing. Yeah. That seems a bit of a stretch. Not ready to say that yet. No. 
1-800-919-3776. So, Gordon, do you think if, if Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks clinch the fifth seed, he'll, uh, you know, maybe rest some people? Well, he answers that question next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We don't, yeah, don't deal with hypotheticals. We deal with what, where we are right now. So that's the way we'll approach it. You know, and right now just stay focused. We need everyone and go step by step. And then if you get to that point, then deal with it then. Um, that means no. <laughs> that means he's not. That means no, Gordon. He's not going to arrest people. He's going to keep playing them. He's going to keep playing shocked. them. Uh, I'm Let's go keep playing <laughs> It's ESPN New York tonight, the early edition in for Dan Grasso, Hardesty, and Damer. Before we get back to the calls, Jalen Brunson weighs in. Uh, would you like to, you know, get a couple of minutes or a game or two off? I love to play. I love to play. I think being in the rhythm is great, and um, that's just me. I, if, if I'm able to go out there and play, I want to play. Know to him, too. He wants oh, to keep he, he knows the situation. I mean, come on. He, he knows the situation. <laughs> you, you don't ask for something you know you're not going to get, right? That's right. No question about it. Uh, Aaron Boone has gone to the mound. So, Domingo Herman's night is done. 75 pitches. Only made two bad pitches, Gordon. Yeah, no. Pitches. I mean, you would, you would have signed up for that Absolutely. going into the night. No question. Um, it's it's weird. A, a, a night where the Yankees have uh, IKF. Um, Donaldson and Aaron Hicks in the lineup, they're, they're struggling to score runs, Larry. <laughs> you're struggling to get hits. Surprising, isn't it? it? It's very weird. I know. I know. Let's go back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, you're next on 98.7. How's it going, guys? Hey, Mitch. Oh, you see what uh, Kerry Irwin's doing with Dallas, huh? Not much. He's a Ball and ball and chain. Um, you gotta keep Randall. He, he, there's nothing. Uh, I wish he could play center, but you gotta keep him. You know what the question mark is? Uh, Topin and Barrett. I mean, the, the kind of inconsistency. They can uh, be steady. We uh, might get. Well, we make, well, at least we're not gonna have to play that that silly uh, playing. Um, what do you think about uh, Randall coming back for the playoffs and and also the Mitch Robinson kind of underrated too. That was a good. That was a good draft choice. We've had hey, some bad a, ones, but we had some good ones too. You know what, Mitch? That's a good point. Thanks for the phone call. People, he was uh, Reach Mitchell Mitchell Robinson, right? Nobody knew about him, Gordon. He was, um, you know, a work in progress, and he still is from the offensive side. But defensively, he's he's made major strides for them. That was a really you talk about the sleeper pick, a value pick. That was a great pick by uh, by the Knicks in getting him. And, and adding him to this, uh, adding him to this team. Yeah, no, no question about it. And uh, and what, what was it? What was the story in college? He didn't play like his senior yeah. year or something mm-hmm. like that. So he really was a work in progress. But he's come along great. So yeah, and, and think about how many how many years it was when Nick's uh, draft picks would never get a second contract. Please, <laughs> boy, we got stories. <laughs> <laughs> we got, got names. <laughs> yes, we do. And I'm not going to hurt my feelings by going into them. But there's a roll call of missed players that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Rudy's in the Big Apple. What's up, Rudy? Hey, fellas, how you doing tonight? Go ahead, Joe. We got you. How we doing? Uh, good, good, good. I just had to call in. Um, Larry Gordon, I, I, I'm 
tired of New York fans. I'm tired of them always complaining about everything. And, like, they're killing Randall. The first year he was here, they were chanting MVP. Last year they wanted to trade him. This year he's having a great year, all-star year. They want to get rid of him. Oh, his value is it? Um, you're never going to get anything um, better than what he's doing now. Like, the guy's giving you 25 and 10 every night. That's hard to do in the NBA. Only three other players are doing that right now, which is Giannis, uh, Joker, and um, who's Embiid. the guy I'm forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Embiid. Oh, and Embiid. Probably Embiid. Yeah. Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why the, the other caller called and said, oh, his 25 and 10 turned to 17 and 7 in the playoffs, it was only Randall. And everybody knows that in every sport, once the playoff comes, teams make adjustments. And if it was just Randall by himself, of course he's, he's not going to have the same production he had um, during the year. But now he has help. He has Brunson. Grimes has grown up. He, he, and, and um, you know, these guys are helping out. So th- the thing is with nobody's perfect. He's not perfect by all means. But he's going to give you those numbers every night, guaranteed. And on top of it, he's the muscle on the team. There is no other muscle. Mitchell Robinson, yeah, he's a shot blocker, but he's no muscle. You need a guy like Randall on the team, especially in the playoffs. Now, until they get someone better or draft someone that's that's better than Randall, he's what you got. And you got Brunson. And you got Grimes. And, and, and the rest of the guys got to step up. I mean, I'm, I'm a born New Yorker, but just the way New Yorkers treat their, their stars, they're booing Lindor. They're booing, um, 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 what's my guy from the Yankees? Um, 25. Uh, wait, what's his name? Uh, Labor Torres. I'm, no, 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 not Glaber. Uh, 25. from Miami. No. Oh, uh, Stan? Uh, oh, Giancarlo. Stan. Giancarlo. Giancarlo was the only one producing for the Yankees in the playoffs. And they still managed to boo him all the time. And it's like, when are you guys going to, like, be grateful sometimes of the players that you got. When we and, win, and, Rudy. And not, Rudy, when we win. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. When they win, that's when they will be. Look, New York is a tough place to play, Gordon. It's a tough place. And you have loyal fans, and you have fans who, who give you their heart and soul, but they, they want to see production. It's a production business. Now, is it fair all the time? No, it's not. But you're asking emotional people to think logically. That's an oxymoron. Can't do it. Yeah, we've seen other, you know, we've got to get over this idea if you get booed once. Oh, New York booed you. I mean, Derek Jeter got booed. Mariano got booed. And, and Stan's a good example. He got booed all the time. Never said anything. Just nope. just went out there and produced or, or tried to produce. Mm-hmm. That's it. And for Randall, listen, he had a rough series. There's no question about it. And this year, hopefully, will be different. He will have a better series. He's got help. But very quietly, Gordon, and nobody's mentioned his name, but once again, in this playoff, R.J. Barrett needs to do something. He yeah, really I mean, that, needs There's to do an area something. of focus that needs to be stepping up, right? I mean, He really needs to do something. Sure. And he needs to step up because, again, we don't know if Randall's going to be there in the series. And if he's not there in the series – it's pretty clear who has to kind of fill uh, a good portion of that production. 
And it's the guy who has been up and down all year. He's been paid. He's the homegrown guy. He's the third overall pick. It's time for him to step up and find some consistency. And the good thing is you can turn around the whole narrative with a big playoff series. But uh, if R.J. Barrett has a bad playoff series, look, think about how much we're we're killing Randall for a series two years ago. And Mm -hmm. and this is after putting up an all-star season this year. Yep. We might be talking about uh, R.J. in the past tense. And, and and what makes it worse, Gordon, is if you lose – boy, Michael King's having issues. If you lose to Cleveland, what are they going to say? And Barrett doesn't have a – forget about Randall. And Barrett doesn't have a good series? We could have had – you didn't want to give him up? Mm-hmm. And we of course. Had Spider? Oh, that's, that's going to be the, the oh, whole narrative surrounding oh, the series. No, no question no, about it. Oh, no. You don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. The New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Montreal Canadiens at home on April 12th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to Contests, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com and be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. Be sure to catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. We'll continue the conversation on the next next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I really find this take on uh, Julius Randle fascinating. And I know, I I understand it. Mm-hmm. Because of the frustration that fans have with him handling the basketball and seeing it turned over in key moments and and him just trying to handle the basketball too much and doing things. So I understand it. I get it. But not to the extent that you don't even want him on the team is is, you know, because he's it's been minimal, really. It yes, it, it comes at the worst time. I get it. I understand that. It's the worst possible time. It's with the game on the line. So obviously you wanna do you don't want it to happen there. But, I mean, aside from that, Gordon, he, he's really, compared to last year, he's cut the turnovers down. He, he's, he, he's been better. He's been a better player. It's just crazy to me that people would think that you're better off without one of your best players. That they're so frustrated by the style of play that he has and, and the shortcomings in his game at times that you would just say, you know what, we don't need him at all. Yeah. We're better off. And a series that we're, we're going to probably be, you know, pretty sizable underdogs to win, mm-hmm. we don't need him. We're no, better no. off without him. Better no. off without him. You're better off without him. It's better not, off. It's not, It's not. you know what, I still think we can win even without him, or we can still win even with him diminished. We're better off without him. Don't want him. Don't want him. Don't want him to play. <laughs> a, Sit down. It's, it's a weird take. <laughs> it is. It's it a really weird is. Take. I, you know, I understand. I'm afraid. I'm, I know what I could get. I'm, I'm really concerned about him playing and what's going to happen in the final minutes. What is Tibbs going to okay. do? Yeah, See, that, that's, that's fair. Got it. Understand that totally. What do you do? Like what Spike was saying, I think he's going to give up games in the final four minutes. It's, it's going to hurt us. We're going to lose games because of him. Yes, understood. But just because you be the Washington team that's ready to go play golf. <laughs> it, it is, it is it's amazing. It's a little different. Yeah, it is a little different. Uh, shocking uh, development. Larry. Oh. I don't know if you noticed at the at Yankee Stadium, there was a development that Aaron Hicks struck out. 
But yes, yes, he's now over two. So I'm so glad we we mixed him in the lineup here a couple of days. And uh, Aaron Judge walked over to him to try to because he was about yeah, to give him a little yeah, give him a little yeah. Keep up the, the great work. Keep it, keep it up. We'll <laughs> find a role going. for you yet. So it's just an interesting way to attack not having a role on the team. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to. He tried to oh. to blow his helmet up. Yeah, he's, he's look, I get it. it he's probably incredibly frustrated. Yes. I, I don't think that he's a guy that doesn't care. I think clearly he does care. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about look yourself in the mirror, buddy. Yeah. You, you don't have a role in that. I don't know what my role is. What, what do you think your role is? My role is to get better. Yeah. <laughs> That's my role. Yeah, we're going to roll you right better. out the door. I mean, he was a disaster in the outfield last year. He's always hurt. He's yeah. signed forever. It's tough. I mean, they're, they're putting IKF in center field, a position he's never played before. And, again, he's not exactly a superstar with the bat. No. But he's better defensively. Uh, I mean, that tells you how, what they think about you. It does. And, and here's the thing, and we'll get to the calls in a second. Here's the thing, Gordon. You've given them that. Yeah. You, you've given them that information. You've put that in their head because you haven't produced. It's on you. Absolutely. It's the same thing we were saying about Obi Toppin. You produce, you're going to play. You produce. Yep. It's a production business, ladies and gentlemen. You pr- people that produce, they play. Yeah, there's something with contract and other stuff. Yeah, but now, even with a contract, I will sit you down because I'm trying to win. <laughs> I'll sit you down. And Hicks at least fits right in tonight because only one Yankee has a hit, and that would be Anthony Volpe. Yeah. Who also had an error that cost you extended an inning. So well, you know, that's going to be the you know, everybody wants it the young kids. You're no, but it's have perfect to deal with anyway. That. Absolutely. Listen, I care if would had the error if he was playing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Shortstop, he'd have had the error anyway. Somebody would have had an error. And Michael King not exactly looking great tonight either. Uh, struggling a little bit. He'll be okay. Mm-hmm. He'll be okay. Dan's in Jersey. What's up, Dan? Dan. Are you there? Yeah, Eli from Washington. Oh, is Hello? This Eli? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. All right, Eli. Yeah, what you got, going on? Yeah. All right, uh, what's happening? Pass you right. Listen, uh, the thing with Aaron Hicks, I'm telling you, it's it's just this is a Cashman thing. You know, Cashman is trying to like stuff these guys on our throat when it comes to uh, you know uh, Hicks and Kanafalefa and 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 Donaldson. These are your mistakes that you're too stubborn to fix. Like, I was listening to Michael K. show earlier, and it was like, why are fans, you know, jumping on this guy so quickly when it's the beginning of the season? This guy, Aaron Hicks, is has been too long where this guy has been nonproductive, and fans, they just, you know, they hate the sight of this guy. Like I like for me, I just hate looking at this guy at the plate. Looking at him in the outfield, just listen. Anybody at this point would be better than Aaron Hicks. Just swallow, you know, swallow the money. That's it. Like mean, you, you did a mistake, and stop forcing these guys with these fake numbers that you give us. That oh, it's because of his on base or, or they they finagle the numbers in any way to make Aaron Hicks, kind of Falefa or Aldonis look good to the fans. That's their new tactic. 
I don't know what numbers. Thanks for the phone call, Gordon. What numbers are they finagling? Because they're not good. None of the, no, <laughs> I don't know what no, numbers they could do. Well, look, the Yankees and, and the, the three guys get lumped in together, but they're actually different situations. Kiner Falefa really shouldn't be getting. He did last year what he, that's what the player he is. Mm-hmm. He played to the back of his baseball card. Now he, that, he's not a great player. Maybe they should have looked at a, another player to to go get. But he did what he was supposed to do. It wasn't really a, 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 a jump to think, oh, wow, he really – he didn't match what the expect- – that should have been the expectations. Hicks has been bad for a long time. He has, has not been. had a good season, a good season, above-average season since 2018. Now, yeah. 2020, he had a decent year because it was a shortened year and he can't play all the time. He played the 50 games that year and he did okay. But he, he's been a bad player for a long time. And Donaldson, now see, Hicks, the Yankees are not relying on, or at least shouldn't be relying on. Mm-hmm. At this point, he sh- the, the role he should have is, a, 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 I don't even know, a designated walker. <laughs> I mean, that's what, he, he's got a good batting eye and can work out a walk at times. But his power's gone, his defense is gone. It doesn't seem like he has the speed that he used to have. He doesn't have the defense that he used to have. Uh, so I don't know, he, he doesn't have a role. He doesn't have any skills. Donaldson, mm-hmm. though, he has fallen off the map, and they're still relying on him. He's the dangerous one because he's the one they're still batting fifth. Yeah. So that's the real problem. Kiner Falefa is not the real problem. Hicks is not really the real problem. Donaldson's the real problem. And why, and why people would be jumping uh, down Hicks's throat or Donaldson's throat, it's all connected. It's not like a TV show that we picked up in season three. <laughs> we, we, watched the, we watched the first two seasons of the show. Yeah. And unfortunately, the it writing good. is the same. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> the writing, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's still bad. Still a bad show. Bad show. And not canceled yet. No. <laughs> they haven't canceled them yet. Yeah, they got three more seasons in the books coming oh, down the oh, pike. Oh. It's like, a, it's like a Avatar or something, you know? <laughs> Working on number five. Dan's in Jersey. What's up, Dan? Hey, guys. Uh, a couple points to bring up. The one thing about Randall is that he, yes, he drives Nick fans crazy, especially in the last few minutes of games. But I think a lot of it has to do with the coach. And I wanted your guys' take on this. I think, you know, Tibbs, you know, they, they say he's the most, one of the most defensive-minded coaches, right? But this season, the team's been on an absolute roller coaster when it comes to, um, you know, their defensive schemes and how many points they've allowed and whatnot. And, you know, for a coach that's been doing this for so long, for him to have these ups and downs is quite, quite surprising and alarming. So I, my, my trust in him as a coach has dropped so much over the last two seasons or so. And I think I don't – it's not that I don't trust Randall. It's that who is the one that's in his ear telling him to bring the ball up the court? right? Telling him, you know, to actually take the last shot out of a timeout, right? When it comes down to the last few minutes of the game, it all comes down to the coach. And given what we've seen from Tibbs over the course of his career, he, he can't be trusted in late game scenarios. He drives his players into the ground over the course of an entire season. There's a reason why he hasn't gone far in the playoffs. So if this team loses, whether it's in the first round or even the second round, almost certain it will be courtesy of the coach. And so, you know, this team has so many integral championship pieces 
when you talk about Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes, lockdown defender, and the fact that, you know, it could all come down to a lack of a coach's, um, you know, the way he adapts to the game in the playoffs, like the adjustments he makes, he doesn't make any of that. And it's so scary to think about these situations that are going to backfire on us courtesy of a lack of adjustments. I want your guys' opinion on um, on Tibbs and what he can potentially do in the playoffs. Well, Dan, I'll say this. Thanks for the call. You make, uh, to borrow the phrase from Michael K, you make some salient points. Um, let's let's start offensively. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, Gordon, could use an offensive coordinator. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. He could use an offensive coordinator. There's some things that he does in, in late-game situations and whatnot that aren't good. And, yes, he is the one that has really encouraged Julius Randle to be – he brought him in being the point forward. You set up people. You move the ball. He was a point forward. He dribbled. He brought the ball up. He had to score, set himself up, set everybody else up. So now he doesn't have to do that. So hopefully – once again, this year in the postseason, it will be different. You have Grimes, who's improved. You have Jalen Brunson, who's who's your point guard. You've got you know some other folks. You've got hopefully R.J. Barrett will be able to give you something. Emmanuel quickly will continue, hopefully, to continue the type of play that he's had. Uh, defensively, it has been a struggle. But once again, when you're in the postseason and you're playing the same team night after night after night, it's a little easier because – they're not going to change anything but so much because they know what you do and you know what they do. So it, it's a little easier for you to deal with the type of folks that you have. You make minor adjustments. Is he a is he a really good in-game adjustment coach, Thibodeau? No. Is he a guy that does a great job usually in pregame and scouting and setting up and knowing what you do? Yeah, he does a, he does a pretty good job with that. So those are the things that you have to hope that he, he, he and the team improves on. Plus... You know, sometimes we give, Gordon, sometimes we give the coach the blame, but sometimes it's the players who haven't executed what the coach asked them to do. I would just add, I know Dan's already gone, but he said that the Knicks have championship pieces, and if they lose in the first round or the second round, if the Knicks make the second round, they should throw a parade. They're not, they're not, if they beat the Cavaliers, that is a real accomplishment. It and is. and and no, they're not going to beat the Celtics. They're not going to beat uh, the the Bucks. They're not going to beat the, the the Sixers. They're not at that level. So I think that some Nick fans have way skewed visions of where this team is at. And and I, I look, I agree that there's there's aspects of Tibbs that I don't like. I think you're you're right. He probably could use an offensive coordinator, and he has empowered Randall. To, to kind of and, – and Randall gets away with a lot more stuff than some other guys on the team. But this idea that the Knicks are, are, should be way better than this and they're being held back by the coach is just simply not true. Who is the coach that's coming in here and getting this team significantly further than what they've been? I don't know. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I mean, do you look at the, the teams that are making the playoffs? Do you look at the Knicks' talent and say, boy, they're so much more talented than these teams? No. Mm-mm. No. And don't be fooled because you beat Boston a couple of times and you, you, know, you held your own against Milwaukee. You know, I get that. And that gives you the idea. See, we can beat them. There's a lot of different things that go on in the up and, up and down the roller coaster of a regular season. It doesn't take anything away from the Knicks winning. But it's hard. Can they right now, are you confident that this Nick team could beat 
Philly could beat the Sixers four times, could beat Boston four times, could beat Milwaukee four times. No, no. I'm not confident they could beat no. them four times. In a word, no. You know, <laughs> on consecutive. Remember, not we play them in January, we come back, we play them again in March, we come back. No, every other night you got a game with these guys. Every other night you have to find a way to stop some of the best players in the NBA, some of the top players in the East, every other night, because that's how the playoffs are. Every other night you got to do it. Uh, they're, not, they're not built for that right now. They need more talent to do that. They're on their way. They've shown signs that they can play with the big boys, and that's important. That's a step, and that's what you want. You want to see your team grow. You want to see them take steps. That's what you know. It says, you know what? We're on the right track. I mean, they're – they're better than Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. beat you two years mm-hmm. ago. Atlanta has gone in reverse. You've moved forward. That's positive. That's a positive thing. It's we'll continue weird. the conversation. There, yeah, go there's ahead. this there's this combination of of the Randall criticism and the Tibbs criticism, and sometimes mm-hmm. there's a crossover between the two. But then there's certain camps that are just exclusively on one. Yeah, it's weird. It is. It is. We'll talk to you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I got to tell you, this pitch clock thing, and we get to the calls in a second, is great. I mean, Yankees are in the bottom of the sixth. The Mets game is flying by. I know. It's like, you know what? If you you get behind, you don't have a lot of time to get back at the game. It does feel that way. It's like a four-run lead. It's almost like an eight-run lead now. And it's going to be weird when we're in our ne- our normal time slot because a lot of times we would be talking about the game as it's going on. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Yeah, it's going to be over. We can lead the show with answers with Aaron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, like tomorrow when the Yankees have a day game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll be following next. Oh, by the way, Julius Randle's not making the uh, Indiana trip, and rightfully so. Stay off the ankle. Bing bong. Stay off the ankle. Do us a favor. Stay off We'll talk a little baseball and football next hour. Let's finish off with uh, the Knicks. Jan is in Yonkers. What's up, Jan? Hi, Frank. How you doing, guys? Hey, Jan. Um, we need Julius Randle. 6'9", 260 pounds, and he's a bully in the paint. Very strong. He can drive. He can draw fouls when the three-point shot isn't falling. I'm not a, a delusional Knicks fan. We definitely, definitely need him back. And your thoughts, and thank you for taking my call. All right, Jan, thank you. Yeah, we agree. You need him. Um, you'd like you know, him to refine some things, but you need him. He gives you a better chance. He's one of your best players. You need to have your best players on the floor in the postseason. <laughs> Just do. That's and, how and you, you win. And you know why another reason? Like, if you're a, a Nick fan who does not like Randall or, or wants him gone, you want him on the floor so that if he gets exposed again, then you have more evidence that, hey, you know what? This was not just a one-time thing where the team wasn't that talented and, and we got burned. This time, the team is far more talented. And with him as a, as, a, as a big-time part, a big-time cog in our offense, we only have this as a ceiling. We're not going to win a first-round playoff series if we're relying on Julius Randle. So even if you don't like Randall, you should want him to play because if they go into a playoff series and they lose, 
Well, then you'll say, well, yeah, we lost, but we didn't have rain. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have the information and know for sure, especially if it turns out that you either you know get bounced in four games or you lose in five, and Randall is a big part of it, the reason why. I'd rather have that information. And, and, and the, I want the organization to have that information so that they can pursue whatever players are available in the offseason and can move Randall off of it. Rashad is in Harlem. Rashad, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Good evening. Hey, What's Larry. Up, good evening. What's up? All right. I, I just have a quick question. Which one is worse? The, from New Yorkers. I'm a Knicks fan, by the way. Which one is worse? The disdain for Randall, the disdain for Thibodeau, or the Jets fans saying, no, we don't want Aaron Rodgers on our team. <laughs> that's, that's my question, and I'll let you guys go. Have a great night. Uh, all right, Rashad. I think, Gordon, I'll vote for the disdain for Randall tonight. Previously, Thibodeau. Right now, Randall. I don't really think that there are Jet fans anymore that don't want – I think it's just that they're tired of the waiting part of it mm-hmm. and that when week one rolls around that they um, – They'll, they'll be on board. As soon as the trade is official, they'll be on board. Yes, absolutely. Until it goes sideways, and then they'll say, I never wanted him to begin with. <laughs> um, I mean, like, Tibbs has done basically what I think that you, you could expect him to come in and do. He's been a good coach. He's won a coach of the year. I think the disdain for Randall is probably the weirdest one because he has performed. Now, when he has not, first year, third year, the disdain that makes sense but he's performed this year he was an all-star this year and to think that you will be better off in a playoffs we don't need him i I don't want the knicks to lose anybody i want them to have everybody available all hands on deck all hands on deck yeah if anything the thing that you really didn't like tibbs for he's changed he's played kids yeah he's played mcbride he's played grimes he's played quickly he's played um, top end. He's played. He's you know, he's played guys. He's played Sims. He's, he's played guys. Yeah, he has. He has. So the thing that you really knocked him for, he's he's done. So you can't really kill him. It's 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 Randall again, Gordon. You know, unlike you, who bring people together. Right. He just explodes people. <clears throat> makes them makes them go apart. It's it's sad. It is. It really is. Cause he's 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 uh you know he's not that he's not that bad of a player, is is he a top ten player? No, no. But, but guess you what? Know that he's your top ten. <laughs> he's your, right. He might not be a star, but he's your star. Yeah, and and you got to ride with him until they do better. Now, when they get somebody better, like Gordon, you know, gets brings Luca here. Oh my! Then God. it's different. Oh, the celebration will be on. That you will know. be sensational. When that <laughs> happens, then you can see it's a goodbye round of, oh, never liked it. Ah, get him out of here. You, you say what you want. And that would make sense if somebody was saying, well, we, we're not going to have Randall, but we'll have this. Or if of all of a sudden Toppin had gotten in there and was like lighting the thing on fire, you know what I mean? Like was just playing yes. unbelievably and like, oh, well, I don't want him to go back to 12, 15. I want him to have 25, 27 minutes a night. That hasn't happened either. No, has not. Has not. When we return. We'll talk a little baseball and some football. Mm-hmm. All that's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.